Welcome to a Backyard Ultra podcast. Well, the 2023 MVP Backyard Ultra was run on the weekend, and the last one standing was Ross McLean with 28 yards. His assist was Phil Ryan. I wasn't able to track down Ross to get him onto this podcast, but Phil Ryan did come on, and Nick Kumar also came on, and he did 26 yards. So I hope you enjoy it. Okay, uh, Phil and Nick, how are you going? Good, mate. How are you? Yeah, awesome. Good day, Pato. Hey, mate. I tell you what, MVP, I absolutely loved that race. And I'm tipping you guys did as well, yeah? Yeah, yep. I had a ball. It was, um, for a first up backyard ultra, it was a, um, it was a hell of an experience. Yeah. And you did well, Phil, the assist. Well, that's my third time there, so I've, I've, I've run those loops a few times now. That's a good practice. But yeah, I love it. I love that race. It is fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, Nick, you mentioned it was your first um, backyard ultra. Um, yeah. It was the first time I've ever run in a race with you. So um, can you tell us a bit about your running journey, like ultra running journey? So I um, was helping a friend who was doing a 100-miler for a charity ad on the Two Bays course, I think, may 2020 april 2020 never done any trail running never sort of done any serious running as such so i just paced her and then just fell in love with trail running after that so the three big events i've done was surf coast century uh noosa ultra trail and then brisbane trail ultra as well the 110 up there last year yeah so yeah straight into it but yeah absolutely fell in love and then i thought i'd give the backyard ultra a try and yeah it was a one yeah. hell of an experience <laughs> yeah so yeah. um were you running like much at all before like had you done any marathons or anything like that no never run anything never run marathon probably never run more than five or ten k in one single running block wow so, yeah oh <laughs> that's impressive yeah i'd always I'd, look i played a lot of hockey growing up as a kid so i'd always had that general fitness but as far as running endurance running no nah, i've never done anything like that so yeah yeah how, how long have you been running for phil um, I sort of started in 2009, um, ran my first marathon in 2009 and uh, hated it, <laughs> didn't do enough training and it just it just nearly killed me. I, I had this idea, some reason back then, that if you didn't run every single step, then it didn't count, you hadn't run a marathon oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and that just didn't work. So I ran through the drink stops without the aid stations without having much to drink and, and I fell apart about 35 k's or so. Yeah, so right. I didn't do another marathon until 2016, um, and uh, that one went just as badly. But I thought oh, I've, got, I've got to work out how to do this, and so sort of got the hang of it a little bit. Did a few more, and I did my first ultra in at the end of 2016 at Marysville, a 50k, um, and then did my first 100k, which was the Surf Coast Century the next year in 2017, um, which was. Which was good fun. That's a great race. That one. Um, I got. I got. Uh, I, I had no idea. I had no idea. You'd think you'd, you'd have some idea if you've done a fifty. No idea. So I got lost with two or three k's to go on the Surf Coast Century track. So you're in the suburbs at that stage, and I just got lost yeah. down the urban roads. I didn't know where I was going. <laughs> <laughs> so there's, there's a spot about two k's to go where the, you come to a roundabout and you turn left, and there's a big sign yes. pointing where to go. And I thought. No, nah, that sign's pointing the wrong direction. I should be on the beach. And so I was <laughs> walking through the car park, trying to find a track down. I'm sort of climbing through trees, trying to scratch my way down to the down to the beach. <laughs> 10 or 15 minutes. In the end, I gave up and just sat down. 
and waited for the next person to come along. I said, can you take me to the finish line, please? And <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so, but, so since then it's been a bit better. Um, yeah, last year, everything, last year I ended everything, I think, pretty much. So just because, as I was just saying, Pat, before we started, uh, I retired in 2020, so I've got a lot of time on my hands. Yep. So, yeah. Perfect. Every race is available, really. Well, you've definitely improved your um, backyard ultra stats. Because like, I see when you did your first MVP, you did 16. Then last year you did 20. And the other day you did 27. So Yeah. Well, like I said, I've got a lot of time to train. I run most days because I've got the time to do it. You know, it's a luxury. Yeah. And uh, it is just, it's a, it's, I'm very fortunate to be able to do it, I guess. So it's yeah. just a problem. That you've got the time to do it, and I love running, I just love running every day. So, yeah, that's it. Fantastic. Why not? If you can do it, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, <laughs> and um, Nick, with your um, how, how long ago did you plan on doing MVP? So, I was looking at it around probably I was originally signed up to go to do the um Alpine 100 up the running wild one. I got injured and was sort of looking around. I thought, I'm going to give this backyard ultra thing a crack. Um, so it was probably October last year I started looking at it and sort of coming out thinking what I wanted to do. And then, yeah, started some, uh, early November, started training for it uh, and then just committed committed from there and thought I'd see how I ended up. So, yeah. yeah. Did you do any, um, did you look, like, think about how you were training and what, what type of training did you do leading up to the MVP that was, would have been different otherwise? Or did you just do lots of long runs? No, so leading, the first probably seven or so weeks, it was more just a lot of time on leg sort of running, probably averaging around 80, 85K mark, and then sort of stepped it up into race simulation stuff. So a lot of, four, I've found a 6.7 kilometre loop where I live, so... I was running that and then doing it as per what you do in a race on the hour, every hour using the brakes. Yeah. So I think I did four, six, eight, and 10 hours as totals um, mm -hmm. across that block to yeah. sort of try and, although the vert wasn't as much, but just that understand the start and stop yeah. uh, behind it all. Yeah. And were you practicing like your nutrition plan and stuff like that as well? Yeah, I did practice the nutrition, um, something I still need to work a lot on. I think, um, but you know, only having run 110k is the furthest I've ever done. It's just what the body goes through after that. I learn on the weekend. It's just a whole nother ball game. It's just yeah. everything changes. Yeah. yeah, I think I think that the nutrition side of it is probably the part that you just got to you learn every after every backyard ultra yeah. because it's the only time you're going to really practice what you. What you've whatever you've planned so you did something a bit different didn't you feel with your nutrition you had fried rice or something like that yeah i normally go with pasta and i went with fried rice this time um and i don't think i'd do it again i think my stomach was a little bit off oh. for the whole race so yeah you live and learn but yeah yeah it didn't quite work out it was okay yeah. but i just had to normally i have absolutely no issues and i sort of, sort of felt like, like i was a bit on the edge right. of, of of something falling apart for the oh, last really? 10 hours or 12 hours, yeah. But yeah. It was okay, but it was just, you know, I had to be wary of it, I think, really. Yeah. Um, and, and, Nick, you looked like you, like, for your first backyard ultra, you came in, like, fully prepared. You bought in your own marquee, a, a, a decent-sized crew. So, um, how, like, 
you obviously were taking it pretty seriously. Like you were looking at it as an A race, obviously. Oh, it was definitely my A race. It was something I really wanted to do really well in. Um, the original goal was to wanted to be there Sunday morning. That was yeah. where my head was at the whole time. But I knew at about 120 that I had to reassess where I was um, and be happy to keep moving on and where I was at. But yeah, look, I had a, I got a friend in WA and she helped me out a lot, um, Jen Millam. So I've been talking okay. to her quite a fair bit and she talked me through what I need to know and how to learn. And, and, and she just kept pushing me all day as well. So in that sense, yeah. It was one of those things I got a lot of tips off her and I watched a lot of the um the Herdies. I think Herdies did one big oh, is it Birdies as well, got a YouTube video. So I was watching the way people were coming into aid stations and the setups they had and things like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. YouTube's an awesome resource. Yeah. That's where I got all those ideas off. Just make sure I was fully set up and had enough food and drink. I was covered, I was warm. So yeah. yeah. Cause I mean, um Robbie from um the Shepherdon backyard ultra, the race director there. Um when he race directed his first backyard ultra last year, he'd never even been to a backyard ultra. He just like knew like what to do because he'd been watching the videos on YouTube. It's exactly what I was at as well. <laughs> it's funny how that works. Yeah. YouTube's a source of research now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and did, so what did you go into the race with the strategy, Nick, um, like as far as pacing goes? Because it looked like you were pretty consistent around the 49, 48-minute mark. Yeah, myself. it was um, the first sort of, I think I said to myself going in on that day, I really need to try and figure out the first sort of three to five loops of how, where I could run, where I couldn't run, um, what needed to be walked and the like. And I was actually surprised at how consistent those splits stayed nearly the whole day until the very end. Mm. Um, I was... Normally, I'd go into a race with a nutrition saying, okay, this um, this checkpoint, I'm going to have this, this checkpoint. But I was so unsure of the format. I just said to my crew, I'll tell you the loop before what I'm thinking, get it ready, and then we'll just take take each loop as it came. And I was never counting more than one loop ahead, um, which I think helped in the long run. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it all, yeah, for my first backyard ultra, I'm pretty, I'm, I'm stoked with the overall yeah. result. Yeah. No, you, you should be. Yeah. Uh, because it's um it's a tough one. It's, it is known as one of the toughest backyard ultras in Australia. Okay, well that's good to know because I felt every bit of it. At the end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Phil, I noticed um, I compared your lap times to the year before, and I saw um this year you definitely looked like you're going a lot faster than you were the year before. Yeah. As, as lap times was that a conscious conscious thing or as far as strategy goes it was just you felt better just felt better yeah that's that's all it was i was aiming for 51 52 which i think was roughly what i did last year and mm. no it just felt better just felt better i'm a bit fitter i think this year mm. and i just felt felt better felt good all day every every lap my, lap my legs felt good right from the start and they sort of deteriorated through the hour yeah. but yeah I, I didn't really get stiff and sore until uh 22 or 23 hours probably so yeah yeah, yeah it just felt good yeah. yeah so um yeah nick you mentioned you were you went in with the goal of still being there sunday morning yeah um i had i had the same goal going in yeah i remember you and i had this little chat about i think it was 24 25 hours yeah we talk about that when we saw each other for the first time and <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah and i said i was like oh, i'm done I'm like, i don't know how much i've got left in me at that point um, yeah, because I didn't really see either of you till the very end because 
you were both faster than me on all your loops. I was around the 50, 50 minute, 51 minute mark each loop, if mine. Yeah, I didn't see Phil till the very end, and I, I think I saw yourself a few times. But yeah, Phil, I think I caught up with Phil probably from our 20, 21 onwards, sort of yeah. past each other, and I'd run past and he'd catch me. And we sort of, I think, wasn't, I think right around 23, maybe we had a little bit of a chat at some point from there. Yeah, yeah that sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah, I hardly saw you out on the course at all. It's, it's weird, isn't it? You can sort of spend all that time racing with someone and you just don't really see them. No, and you were probably. Right. You're probably only a minute in front of me or a minute behind me most of the yeah. time, but yeah. Um, did you go in there with the goal, Phil? Uh, I was hoping to get through the second night as well, I yeah. think, yes. Um, but I remember from last year how hard it was getting up and getting down that hill. I just, just really struggled with getting up and getting And just as I think getting down is just as bad, actually. Yeah, uh, that's where I fell down as well, was trying to get down the hill. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, at the end of it, definitely going down was hardest to me as well. Like, I just didn't know what. Like, at, at the, in the first few hours, I, I was loving that hill going down it, but towards the end, I just didn't. My legs just didn't know what to do anymore going down that hill. Yeah, yeah, same. Yeah, yeah. I was exactly the same. Once my ITB went, that was it. I was just holding on for dear life trying to come down that hill. Yeah. Is that why you, I noticed you did strap your leg? Was that around the 20-hour mark? Yeah, said? yeah. So um, there was a guy, is it Adam Nettleton? Was that his, is that his name? Had, yeah, Nettle, yeah, Netto. Yeah, yeah, Netto. So he told me, he said, try and strap your knee up. There was another guy who went about 80Ks. He says, I'll go and see my physio when you come in. But his physio was busy, so my guys just YouTubed the video and we just strapped it up and hoped for the best in the end and got me yeah. through another five or six hours, so... Did it, did it seem to make a bit of a difference? Yeah, look, look, by the time I came in and cooled down, I don't know if you guys saw, but it was like that first 1,500, 2K took so long to warm up. Yeah. And I was just hobbling to try and get it warmed up and just in excruciating pain by that point. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm not sure about you guys, but I definitely found the hardest part of the whole course from the start of the first loop to that first hill. That, that Getting to that first hill just felt like it took forever. Towards yep. the end. <laughs> totally agree. It was just, it was, I remember looking, I was like, okay, the power lines is, is like the closest. And then that big tree on the left hand side, like, you can see yeah. the tree, you're almost there, then you can have a walk. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Every time that was my marker. <laughs> yeah. I was almost imagining seeing that tree towards the end. I wanted to see it so bad. <laughs> <laughs> it was, I was going to say, there was a big puddle on the path. And it was about 220 metres, I think, from the big puddle to the tree. So did you start walking at the puddle, Phil? Or? No, no, I kept running. I usually ran to the tree, but I was always very, very happy to get there. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it was funny because even though the biggest hill of the um, total loop was on the second circuit, that was actually my favourite circuit because so much of it is downhill. And it also, a lot of it is walking as well. And I didn't mind walking up the hill at all. I don't know about you guys. I was all right. I didn't mind walking up the hill, but I knew once I got up the top of the hill, what was going to come after that. Mm. So I knew that I was in trouble from trying to get down down the ridge line and then back onto that flat flattish section. Yeah. So yeah, I didn't enjoy going up the hill at all. <laughs> don't like it. Don't like it at all. No. Yeah. yeah, it's not easy. 
It was, and on the second day, it got really hot for a couple of hours too. That made it hard. I can't even imagine doing it like at 30 degrees like it was last year. Uh, That's when I pulled the pin last year was uh, one or two o'clock in the afternoon where it just got too hot over there for me, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's right. You did there. You and I had that chat out there. I remember you telling me about that now. That's yeah, yeah, that's it. It. yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I would have loved to have had um Ross McLean on as well, who won the race, but I couldn't. I couldn't find him on any social media or anything like that. But I think it's definitely worth um talking a bit about what we saw of him because he was awesome. He was phenomenal to watch. He yeah. just, I couldn't believe, like, all of a sudden, he just, he was walking every little hill, small or big, and then, then just, you know, like a gazelle just taking off again. With yeah, that. he was gliding, wasn't he? Yeah. He just so smooth. Yeah, terrific. Yeah. 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 He, it looked like he was, well, he was averaging about 44 minutes every loop. Yeah, okay. Which was, which is unbelievable. I think his slowest two loops were his last two, and that was, 45 so he wasn't slowing down he was amazing every time i come in he was already in his seat yeah well, he closed off i was like oh, yeah. he looked fresh yeah and he did he wasn't um I, mean, I know he had a crew for a lot of the time but at the end he was there on his own wasn't he phil yeah he was on his own yep yeah it was was funny at the end of the race there were only um Brett and Robin from Trials Plus there, and Ross and myself and uh, Barry from Zero right. Sports Beer and, yeah. and and my wife, and that was it. There was no one else. It was yeah, right. very, very quiet. <laughs> so what happened? What happened at the end of the race? Because obviously I stopped at 26, and then I was not sure, like, all of a sudden we're like, oh, it's almost over, like it's done. Mm. Well... I almost, I, I also finished on 26 loops, but I started my 27th yeah. um, and then turned back. Yeah. Um, I think I could have done another loop, but the pain was so much and I was satisfied with coming in the top three and doing 26 hours and all that type of stuff. So I just thought, I can't do any more. This is enough. And yeah. So it was the, I gave up mentally before anything else. So I, I, I mean, last night I woke up at three thirty in the morning and I couldn't get back to sleep because I still couldn't stop thinking about how disappointed I was actually. But yeah, right. um, but I'm over it now. I've got to got to leave it. It was a good learning opportunity. I'm still happy with the result, um, and I'm definitely going to improve um, for my next one. Made the fuel burn up brighter, and that's what it's about. Yeah, can't remember how much pain you're in. That's the thing. You can remember the disappointment, but you can't remember the physical yeah. feeling you had at the time. If you could remember it, you think, "Oh no, I'm glad I pulled out." That really <laughs> so true. <laughs> um, but yeah, but um, how how did it end, Phil? Because me and Nick were both gone. Yeah, so that was so that, so that was so you completed twenty six. Yeah, and were you were you there? Uh, Pato, when I got back from 20- yeah, well, when you finished it, when you finished your 27th, I was still there. 
Yeah. You didn't realise that I had turned back. No, no. So you go, when did you get back? <laughs> yeah, I thought you must have been in front of me. I thought, yeah. Oh, where was it? How did that yeah. happen? Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I'd been there for almost 45 minutes. So just, oh, right. yeah. I passed so, because my wife had turned up and she'd started crewing for me. Yeah. And she didn't tell me. <laughs> yeah. She yeah. could have mentioned it. Yeah. So, so I, I got in. I think I did that lap in about fifty-five minutes, and I was I was pretty much buggered then. And I thought oh, I'll have to go out for one more and see how we go. And yeah. then the next one that took about fifty-eight or fifty-eight and a half or something. Um, and uh, I was I was I was dragging myself the last the last little loop. So I went out for the next one, um, and I just did the first loop in about twenty minutes. But no, I'm not going to make it. So I pulled the pin then. Yeah. So. Yeah, no, I only went 26 when I was chasing Phil down in that last loop to try and make it back at, I think, 55, 45 or whatever. I was like, if I can't keep up with Phil, there is no way I'm going to make it back for 27. Mm. That's how I gauge. I'm like, no, nah, not if I'm pushing this hard and I can't get back and Phil's pushing to get back as well. Yeah. No, nah, that was it. I remember on the 25th loop, um, Phil and I were um, running that loop together and Nick, I, I turned around at the beginning of that loop and I couldn't see you. Yeah. But I thought you might have turned around and gone back. Um, and then out of nowhere, towards the end of the loop, oh, yeah. you yeah. flew <laughs> past us. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, uh, I said, did you see that? Yeah, yeah. who was that? <laughs> I, um, I just made, I came down the bottom of the ridge line and I was like, I was hating it. I was just hurting and I was like, you're going to finish, at least finish on a high note. Like, give it a shot, finish running through the finish line. And all of a sudden, I just got this. It was always someone described it to me as it was like the last breath before you die. So I was like, just go out. Um, I just ran my little heart out because I was like, oh, well. And then I knew when I started 27, I'm like, oh, oh so when I started 26, I was done. Yeah. Like I was out. I think I ran past Phil. I said, don't mind me. I said, I'm just giving whatever I've got left. Yeah. You were flying. You were yeah. flying. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. So how did you both pull up? I'm not sure if I've asked you yet. How did you both pull up? I um I've pulled up pretty sore, but given what I've run, it's probably a little bit expected. Like my right ITB is not still great, and just got some shin and bone swelling around my feet, which I'm waiting to uh, still subside. But there's nothing. Doesn't feel like there's anything serious going on down there, which is great. So. Um, yeah. Yeah, like I said, you know, 60 Ks further, nine hours longer than I've ever been on my feet, something's going to hurt and give for sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, not too bad, but I don't think I've got the injuries. So I was um, pretty sore on Sunday, uh, better yesterday, and a bit better today. So I'm going for a run tomorrow. Mm. Just a slow run. We'll see how we go. Yeah. No guarantees. But uh, yeah, no, not bad. Not too bad. Yeah. Oh, that's good. How'd you pull up? Not bad. Um, I'm I'm, fi- I'm a bit like you. Like I was, I think I said to you before. Like I wish I was hurting more, so I felt yeah. like I pulled out for. A, I felt like I pulled out for a reason, but um, I'm feeling really, really good. Yeah. So I'll go for a run tomorrow as well. Yeah. Only a short one. It's short and slow, but yeah, yeah. Um, how did you guys approach sleep? I mean, Phil, we, you were, we were pretty close to each other, so it looked like you were like sort of like might have had a doze off once or twice, but... Um, yeah. Yeah, no, you- yeah, 
I tried. I was, I couldn't really, um, I couldn't get to sleep. I think I was still a bit too excited by the whole thing. I, I don't think I've really ever slept at one of these races. Mm. Maybe just just for a moment or two. I'm just yeah. sort of a bit too always, a bit too pumped up, really, to sleep. And I think that's a problem. I, I, I think you get a bit over a day, get to the second night, and I'm just starting to get a bit blurry and and incoherent and, and i think that's probably uh a problem i didn't even try to sleep during the day during saturday um because i knew it wouldn't work um uh, yeah so that's something i've got to work on i think is try to find a way to get to sleep yeah i've got a few i've got a few minutes here and this friday night i think i did one hot lap and then came in and probably got maybe three or four minutes and then oh, okay. a few 30 second cat naps here and there but once the sort of once that sun came up on Saturday morning, or once we got back to daylight, that was the end of my sort of resting and sleeping. Yeah, yeah. I think because it was a late start as well, it, it's hard to sleep on that first night because you haven't actually been going for that long. Yeah, yeah that's right. If it was yeah. an early start, then maybe that first night would be a lot easier to sleep. And also, Phil and I were in like the communal marquees, and they were pretty, pretty packed and not quiet. Um, no. first night yeah you're right yeah there's like a hive of activity in there yeah yeah it was <laughs> when i saw that set up i was sort of i'm like oh, i'm glad i set my own marquee up and had my own yeah. little space to come back yeah. to every time yeah, yeah. yeah. well uh, I, that's definitely the last one i'm doing where i don't bring my own marquee i'm going to invest in a marquee for the next one i think it's a, a valuable asset um at a backyard ultra for sure yeah just got what what did you have at um, at Shepparton? What were you using there? Well, I had a, I had a tent, and that yeah. worked. That was perfect for Shepparton because it's a large tent, yeah. and it was actually better than a marquee because at Shepparton, because we were all set up in a car park, there was a massive downpour of rain, and yeah. the poor people in the marquees, all the rain like went into a puddle where they were set up in their marquee, oh, and they, oh, right. their stuff got drenched. Oh, really? I didn't know yeah. that. Wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah so yeah tent was good i might even use a tent but mark yeah i've, look, I've already started looking into getting a marquee so yeah, yeah for sure yeah. so when, when did you guys start feeling um pain in the race mentally and physically uh i reckon that lap 22 right I reckon. it's pretty good yeah, I knew from about lap for 16, 17 that I was going to start being in trouble soon. Big trouble. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, it was about the same for me, about 19, about 18, 19, but I was more nervous of something going wrong and me stuffing up and not making 24. That's what I was just absolutely shitting myself that something would happen and I wouldn't make the 24. But um, when what I did, did, you think, what hey? did you think would go wrong? What did you think would go wrong? Something in your control or something? Out uh, of just something out of my control. Like when I was at yeah. Shepparton and I did 22 and I just, I, my body just stopped, wouldn't just stop letting me run. And yeah. I was scared like something like that would happen. All right. Um, but then when I hit the 24, it was kind of, I, I stopped. Eating was a lot harder and I started losing a lot of energy as well. So um i didn't have much energy left by the 26th lap anymore what, what were you eating dave throughout the day 
I had um I had a pretty good plan set up. I was I had uh, Tailwind Nutrition, so I was drinking that all throughout each loop. Yep. Um, I was also alternating between like just your snakes, marshmallows, pancakes, okay. um, Maggi noodles. Yep. Um, I had some Morton gels. Yep. I also um, was taking caffeine gels every five hours. And they, they were really helpful for me. Yeah. Um, I my only regret is that I didn't also have a tailwind. Um, what's it, the one that you take when you finish the when you finish your workout? I forget what it's called. But that one's got more protein in it and fats. It's like more of a complete meal. If yeah. I had that with me as well, that could have been a supplement to eating hard food because I just couldn't eat any more pancakes yeah. and magic noodles i just couldn't just couldn't swallow it anymore did you guys have a set plan of when you wanted to eat or did you just eat as you felt with like did you come and say okay this loop i'm going to have this in five hours i have magic noodles and i'll top up with that again or was it just i'll eat when i feel like it as such well i i actually put out a made a spreadsheet with what i would eat at the end of each lap okay and i stuck to it pretty much all the way up until 23 22, and it worked really really well and another reason why it worked well is it took out oh because when you're running for that long you don't really know what you want to eat um and it takes like so it takes the guesswork out of it and also you're looking forward to oh, in three hours oh yes in three hours i've got the magic noodles oh that's something to look forward to that kind of thing that that was something to look forward to as well that helped me get through a few laps. Yeah, okay. They're just mm. curious. Yeah. yeah. What, what about you, Phil? I mean, did, you had your fried rice. Yeah, no, I didn't really have a plan. I just I just tried to cover all the bases. Um, so I had a lot of sweet and a lot of savoury. Um, fruitcake. I had, a, I had a large fruit. Fruitcake is my go-to. If everything else fails, fruitcake always seems to work. A light-coloured fruitcake. Yes. Oh, yeah. um, I had some gels, which I had quite a few of. Um a lot of calories from drinks. So I had Red Bull and Coke, uh, Gatorade, lollies. Had potato chips and salty biscuits. Yep. Um, also have a couple of Vegemite sandwiches, oh, yeah. uh, and and some croissants with a bit of butter and jam on them, which yeah, which okay. worked well for me. Yeah, um, but that's about it. I prefer yeah, I prefer to eat to eat rather yeah. than than go the gels the gels are an emergency and they and they really do work quickly if i'm feeling a bit a bit down but i'd, I'd much rather it's just something to look forward to like you said when you come in you can actually sit down and eat something and drink something it just makes you makes me feel better i think yeah. so Perfect. yeah yeah what about you nick what did you learn as far as your nutrition well, goes my nutrition normally would revolve around any sort of those longer runs where you're out there the whole time around gels but i um was surprised at how well i took solids all day mm. um i probably lost it towards the end where i didn't know what i wanted and what i felt like and when i unpacked my food box there was so much food in there that i should have eaten which i didn't i should have laid it all out on the table rather than have it in the box and keep trying to think what my crew because i don't think my crew were looking in there at what i wanted they were asking what i wanted but yeah, I had chips, maggi noodles, um, avocado, toast, boiled eggs. So I had a, enough, but I just don't think I did it consistently enough throughout the day in the end. 
Yeah. Um, a couple of gels towards the end, ginger beer, watermelon, um, and some cans of Coke. No, oh, that's right. I ate so much watermelon. I probably ate almost a whole watermelon. That's ginger beer and watermelon is my go-to. If everything else fails, that's the, um, yeah. I'll survive on that for as long as I can. Yeah. Um, were there any other um, things you learned that you might, might make adjustments next time? Um, I think I've got a lot to learn. I think there's, yeah, I think this is just sort of scratching the surface, but I think just to be more consistent and rest, like when I saw you guys, every time I came in, you guys had your feet up and resting is something that I don't think I was doing enough of. Mm. Um, and the other thing I think, you know, looking back and I've spoken with a few of my crews, maybe I'd sometimes I had too many people around. I was trying to talk to people rather than coming in and focusing and just resting, just getting back, letting the crew do everything and then, um, yeah, resetting and heading back out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what about you, Phil? What do you? Yeah, I agree. I agree with uh, Nick's last point. That's the same. If you get, if um, you're not focused on what you need to do, if you're sort of taking time out to talk to other people, I people come and visit me, and that's fine. I, I'm very happy that they did. Um, but I should have on the laps where they weren't there. I should have then made the effort to sit down and relax and close my eyes for a bit and just concentrate on what I was supposed to be doing. Um, yeah, it's nice to have someone come every now and again for a break. Love it, but I should have when they when there was no one there. I should have concentrated on resting, and I didn't. Yeah. Look, I was super grateful. That's the first time I've had all my family come down and my little nieces and nephews. That so was absolutely brilliant. Um, but yeah, during those, uh, I think Friday night into Saturday morning was super quiet, and I was able to just to sit down, start again, go again without sort of worrying about who was around or looking to say hi. And I loved having everyone there. It was fantastic. But I think, you know, with some sleep now and reviewing what can go better, that'd be definitely one of the things I would uh, yeah, look at changing possibly. Yeah. How was, do you go with that, Pato? Because you, 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 you had a crew there for the whole time. Did you not? How do you have that conversation about, look, um, thanks for coming, but when I come in this lap, I really just want to sit here and, and close my eyes and not talk to you at all. Is that, well, do you do that or? Yeah, well, pretty much like we had noise. I was putting on noise cancelling headphones and one of those head scarfs over my eyes. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, we live together and see each other pretty much all day, every day, so it doesn't matter if we don't talk for 10 minutes. Yeah, okay, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, just the main thing is that I was worried that she would forget to wake me up, so... I was lying there, closing my eyes, trying to be as relaxed as possible, but also in the back of my mind, like not really wanting to fall straight to sleep because I was scared I wouldn't wake up. Yep. Which yep. probably wouldn't have happened, but it was it was still playing on my mind. Yep. Yep. Well, was there anything like um, that you planned to do that you didn't, that didn't that you didn't actually put into action that you the race finished and you thought oh i forgot about forgot about that uh no i think for me i, I took a lot of spare clothes and shoes and i didn't i think i changed once i think my crew um got a shower together for me i think at like hour 21 or hour 22 so i was able to have a hot shower which Did you? yeah the boys got a little pump and sent a little shower head up for me and so went out the back and had a little quick shower and freshened up a little bit and changed clothes and got going yeah. again, which was which was wow. a massive game changer for me. 
Yeah, yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. yeah, the boys. Yeah, my crew did awesome with that. Yeah, they held the towel up and let me have a shower and <laughs> whatnot. So it was um, there's a short little video which was a good laugh. But yeah, yeah. and it was a hot shower too. Wasn't yeah, it? they boiled some water with the camp stove we had and kept boiling it until I was ready, and then mixed a little bit of cold water into it. I think it was about two or three minutes. I was able to do it, and then quickly ran over, got changed, and off we went again. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that is impressive. Yep, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> um let's see i've got a few other questions here what what um what other races do you guys have on the radar coming up oh i've got nothing at the moment i'm just yeah. gonna uh yeah let the body recover and then see what happens after this yeah yeah what about you? i've got uh, i've got the coburg 24 hour in yeah. april um what else uh great ocean road 60k in may oh yeah Yep. Never done before, and I've always thought it was beyond me. So I reckon I'm, I'll be if I make it, it'll be six hours twenty nine and a half because it's got a <laughs> six hour thirty cut off, which seems to be a bit extreme. Um, Shepparton, so I'll be going back up to Shepparton for the for the backyard up there, yep. and I'm going over to Adelaide for the six day race in October, which will be something different. So we'll see how that goes. So you you did that last year as well, but you did the seventy two hours. Did the seventy two hour? Yeah, that's right. Yep, yep. Yeah, um, and met all the six day people and and looked them in the eye after five days and thought, yeah, that, that this looks horrible. <laughs> I have to give this a try. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that, that, hurt. <laughs> yeah, that appeals to me too, but I'm not going to do it this year, and I probably won't do it next year. But in the future, I'd love to do something like that. Yeah. Um, I did the Great Ocean Road 60K last year. Last year I did MVP, then I did 20, Coburg 24, then I did Great Ocean Road 60 as well. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So how, how did you find that? Was there enough time to recover to get that done? Um, I probably shouldn't have done the Great Ocean Road. Oh. But <laughs> you're different from me. My feet were, <laughs> my, my feet were absolutely screwed. And... Um, I shouldn't have done the Great Ocean Road, but and I'm not doing it this year. I was going to, but I thought I really want to do well in these backyard ultras, so yep. I'm going to skip the Great Ocean Road this year. But it's a fun race. Have you done the 44K? No, 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 no. I've driven it. <laughs> <laughs> you just go straight to the 60K. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, it's fun. Um, you know the thing that makes it 60K is like two detours that go up? Yeah. Hill. Up the hill, yeah, yeah, those hills they're pretty, they're pretty tough, yeah. especially the first one. <laughs> oh, really? Okay, thanks. Yeah. I was gonna say, just to give you something to look forward to, Phil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's laughing too. Like. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what about the masters? We did, we did talk about that a little bit during MVP, yeah. So, when is it? What's that? uh, 17th of June. Uh, it's in Queensland, is it in Queensland? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have to think about it. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't really thought about any new races in the last few days because you, know, you wait till you recover, I think, before yeah. <laughs> signing up for another one. But, yeah. yeah, yeah, maybe. So they've still got spots available? Yeah, yeah. Well, I actually spoke to um, Tim, the race director, the other day, and he, was, he wanted me to make sure that you guys know that you've both qualified by doing over 24 hours so if you guys want to do it um 
you can do it. It's, the only thing is it's free if you've done over 35 loops, but it's 150 if you've done over 24. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I signed up yesterday. I can't wait. So what's it? What's that? Just it's the same format, but you have to qualify as such to. to <laughs> yeah, basically, it's just um, the best. Uh, it's basically only the best, or yeah, the the best results um, can get in. So anyone who's done over twenty four can get in. But they're also flying Harvey Lewis over from America, um, who's who was a world record holder. He's done seventy five yards before and. He's won bad water twice, wow. so he's coming over for it. Yeah. And all the other um, Australian backyard ultra runners, like Phil Gore's doing it, Ryan Crawford's doing it, yeah. um, all the all the WA guys that I know of are doing it. So all the, all the heavy hitters will be there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No. Um, so it's it's at the Dead Cow Gully. You've probably heard of Dead Cow Gully, and. Um, it's going to be a bit different though. They're going to have a night course and a day course. So, and um, and it's all geared towards getting a high total. So, yeah. it's not much elevation. It's not going to be like like one of the things with MVP. The other hard thing about it, it I mean, it's in it's in warm weather. You got elevation, but it's all on concrete as well, which makes it hard. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't realise how much of that would be on um, like bitumen and concrete. It, it takes it takes a toll after a while. Yeah, yeah it does. And there was a little, just a small portion of that went for about fifty metres that had a little bit of um, leaves, like dead leaves on the ground. Yeah, and even running on that was such a relief. Mm. Yeah, agree. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Oh, well, what the things we do to ourselves, eh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Nick, don't, you, you know, you haven't even thought about another backyard option. I think if I do, yeah, it'll be Shepherd, and I think if I um, if I'm going to sign up, it'll definitely be Shepherd, and I think yeah. as far as yeah, I think that'll be the the uh, the obvious choices to head north for yeah you know, a weekend and see how I go. Yeah. I think going into state and don't ever quite ready to do those ones yet. I'll um yeah do another local one and see what it's all about, learn a bit more, and then see how how I feel after that. Yeah, yeah. well, is a lot of fun. Me and Phil were both there last year. Yeah, yeah, terrific. Yeah, it's awesome. It's a nice course. It's a lot. I thought the thing it's a lot similar to the um, MVP course, like you're running amongst the eucalypts and stuff like that. Yeah, but it's very flat. And, okay. Um, it's a lot sort of sort of with um MVP. I think I've described it as, and I think your podcast before this um, day, where it dictates to, pretty much dictates to you when you need to walk and when you need to run. I think yeah. that was a good thing. Like any hill, like I was watching when Ross Ross was walking every little hill there was the yeah. tiniest ones that we were all still running. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, how about when you um at MVP when you're at the base of that big hill? And you look up and you can see other runners up the top. <laughs> How to put a dagger in your heart, though. <laughs> that is so true. It's yeah. almost like it's deliberate. Like race directors, honestly. Let's look at this hill. We can make them not only go up the hill, but we, they'll be able to see the people in front of them. <laughs> yeah. I reckon from that hour, would have probably been from like 18 to 24, you'd have Ross, Johnny Holiday, yourself, Phil. And I'm just looking up and like, Oh, this is going to get long quickly. 
Um, and um, what about uh, you, Phil? Do you have any goals as far as backyard ultras go, like um, this year? Or I'd really like to. I really like to get through the second night. So that's twice now I've got into the second night and, and pulled the pin. So yeah, I, I sort of struggle with um, running at night when there's hardly anyone around for some reason. I don't know why. The first night, no dramas, but the second night, I think it starts to play on my mind a bit. I'm not sure why. But if I'm the only person there, it just doesn't makes me feel a bit uncomfortable. So I need to work on that, sort that out. Yeah. So. I I felt a similar thing. Were you guys like just maybe hallucinating just a little bit towards the end as well, a bit when it started getting dark? Yeah, big time. I was there. Yeah, I was starting to hear voices and people laughing, and I kept turning oh. around. I'm like, oh, what's going on? Oh, really? Yeah, that first loop that we did. Walking up that hill and then running that flat section, walking again. I kept turning around like, "Where are all these voices coming from? Like, who's laughing?" Really was so funny. And I was like, said to my crew, "They're like, oh, it's starting to set in." I was like, "Yeah, I think that's what talked me out of going out for that." I knew when I came in, I like it was getting dark. I'm like, "I'm not going to get back for another one." Like it was getting dark, and I didn't want to be out there again. And like mentally, I think I would have just fried myself. What was left of it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and do you have you hallucinated in other races before, Nick? Or? No, that's the first time. That's the first time I've been out that long. So when I was up at Brisbane, I was out for seventeen and a half hours. Um, but yeah, I've never been out for that long. Yeah, in the dark as well. So yeah, um, Phil, did you start seeing things? Or yeah, I had one lap early on on the on the first night where I I saw all sorts of things and. Uh, and there's, there's still a woman out there somewhere in a white top holding a sword hiding behind a tree. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why she's there, but she was definitely there. And that was on the first night. <laughs> it was on the first night, yeah. There was one lap, and I don't know what happened. And the next lap, I was okay again. But, yeah, there was, there, was a, uh, there, was a, there was a dark cat sitting in the creek, and there was, there was, something, else, there was something else going on as well. Was, uh, oh, there were two people hiding in the grass, lying in the grass. Um, yeah, all at the same time, all within about five minutes, and then it went away. But you know, I have yeah. I've had hallucinations at other races before, and it's kind of fun. I mean, you sort of it's a bit freaky that you know your mind's messing with you, but it's but it is kind of fun that you can. I haven't heard, I haven't had, uh, I haven't heard uh, hallucinations like, like like you were describing with the, the laughter and that sort of thing. Yeah. Thank goodness, because I think that might freak me out if I heard that. You know, look, I had a headphone in, and I was like, no, that's music, and I was turning around, looking around, I'm like. What's going on? And I was like, oh, I'll just accept it and move on. Like, it's going to yeah. be like this. Like, that's yeah. better. You just know you've accepted what's going on, and then you can just move past it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I was seeing a, a shapes in the trees, like faces in the trees and stuff. Yeah. And like some things, like just seeing a signpost, I thought it was a person walking their dog, for example. Yeah. <laughs> And I realised, oh, it's a signpost. But I knew that things were going to get a little bit weird when it got dark. And I felt a little bit like you, Phil. I, I was a bit uneasy about going out there on my own. And I think that's another thing that got me towards the end. And I remember, like, on my 26th loop, I was almost, almost purposely, like subconsciously, I was... I feel like I was almost doing going slower on purpose to give my give myself and I think oh I almost didn't make the time I'm not going to make it next time sort of thing so I yeah. think the mental side is the part that I've got to work on more yeah 
yeah, I think I might have been doing the same too there. I don't think I realised I was doing it until I'd done it. And then I said, oh, yeah. I wasn't pushing at all. Probably could have gone a bit better, I think. Yeah, when I followed Phil in at 26, I think that my mental psyche was like, if he can't make it back, I'm not going to make it back with yeah. And I'm, you know, I think I dropped three and a half, four minutes between 25 and 26. Admittedly, I went pretty fast at 25, but I think I just gave it, knowing that if I don't push now, I'm going to miss 25 as it was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so uh, you you were listening to a bit of um, some tunes while you are out there, were you, Nick? Yeah, I try to not listen to music. Normally, I don't listen to music at all when I'm out sort of racing. Um and I put, I think, for one loop during Friday night, I put music in, but I really didn't want to rely on it too much. Yeah. But when it got hard, I had, yeah, I had to put it in, and yeah, I had no choice at that point. That was one of the um, things that I forgot to use. That was one of my last resorts. Yeah. I was going to use when things got really hard, and I just forgot. So. Yeah, right. I'm a little bit annoyed at myself about that. It would have been interested to see if that changed your mental psyche. Yeah. yeah, um, I was the way I was. I don't even if someone reminded me about it, I don't think I would have listened to the music. Yeah, but I think, but yeah, I'm still a bit annoyed. But oh well, is I'm it not? Um, and this is what I was sort of thinking about, and I thought I'd raise it when you said you want to have a chat. Was that guys of group like a group of people not working together? It seemed that not a lot of groups sort of pushing each other, everyone was sort of out there doing their own thing or just. Is that common in backyards or it just depends on the group of people you've got together? I think it I think it does depend. Well, I don't know what you think, Phil, but I think it just depends on on who else is out there, who's running at your pace. Yeah. Um I ran with a lot of different people on different loops and had a lot of good chats with um a lot of different people, but I didn't run consistently with any one person. Yeah. Um, or people. What, what, what do you think, Phil? Um, I would run with someone if they were running at my pace, but I just, there just weren't many people running at my pace. And, and sort of looking around, it's amazing how many approaches there are to running the same little piece of turf. Yeah. Everyone sort of walks and runs in slightly slightly different paces and walks in different places. And yeah, it's, and I'd, I'm all about trying to find... Um, a rhythm as I'm going around and just being nice and comfortable in what I'm doing. And so I, I, I'm not real keen on walking when I should be running and running when I should be, when I, when yeah. I think I should be walking. Yeah. So it makes it hard, but uh, to sort of spend much time, spend a loop with someone, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. I would if someone was going the same pace, but that's more sort of, I have sort of brief encounters, I guess, rather than, rather really than anything else. Yeah. 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 I think also when I'm running with someone, I don't want them to feel like they've got to stay with me. Like you've got to run your own race as well. Like if someone wants to run faster than me, I don't want them, I want them to run away from me and not feel obliged to run with me just to be polite. I mean, I've had some of the best conversations I've had with anyone ever while I've been out doing backyard ultras. But um, if someone, but yeah, but if someone wants to run faster than me, then they've got to run their own race at the end of the day. But I think if you go out there with a few people, like as a, as a team, and you're all in the same marquee or you're next to each other, maybe, and you pre-plan, maybe if you've got a plan going into a race, you can sort of come up with a strategy 
of running to go how you're going to run together when you're going to run together yeah um, what sort of figure out a plan around that yeah um, it's hard to do it with um with people you've only met for the first time but you might might get like i remember when me and phil running shepherds and i reckon we ran about five or six loops um together but that's yeah. because we were running at the same pace and mm. yeah, we had some great chats though yeah that was terrific yeah that was that really helped me there and it was yeah it was fun yeah and, and, but that's a sort of a it's an easier course to do it there isn't it because it's it's flatter yeah there's there's far fewer obvious walk points there's that hill um and other than that you just sort of cruise along slowly and yeah yeah, yeah i found i ran with a group at like 18 19 20 and then that group dropped off and then 23 24 there was a handful of us and then that group dropped off and then 26 27 we we're all on our own after that yeah do yeah. you feel like you probably would have or you might have gone a bit further if you did have people to i think run? it just made the loop a little bit easier when those things got tough like you weren't thinking about the pain because you're caught up in a conversation or yeah. someone who's saying i oh, will walk this together and run that so those decisions were taken out of your hands yeah um yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was the biggest thing. Like, yeah, it went a lot quicker than what you thought it would. And, you know, those were making it back in 51, 52 minutes with time to spare. So I think, like you said, you know, they're all in that same pace. No one was trying to outdo each other. We're all in that sort of same pain or at the splits together and doing it. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah well, um, it was an awesome run up race. I don't know about, well, I know you guys enjoyed it. I thought it was absolutely fantastic. Yeah. I loved it. I think Trails Plus always put on good events, and there was a, but the, and on top of that, the thing about backyards is the, is the um is the hub, isn't it? Everyone comes back together, yeah. and, and you you all stand there together, and you see everybody, and it's just a it's just a great way to spend a day or two. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I think for the first time for me, like coming back through that start finish line and having people consistently cheer you on, it just gives you that extra pep rather than being stuck out there the whole time. Yeah, it's just a, it was amazing to see so many faces who you never knew saying, good job, keep it up, you're doing well, when you think you're just walking it and they're like, nah, you're yeah. doing well, keep moving. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, that is super. Yeah. I, I, I would say that's almost my favourite part of it. I yeah. think what, what we might, I think we had this chat actually out there because it, that doesn't happen in the rest of my life, you know. <laughs> oh, this, yeah, exactly. We said this, where else in the world? And we said never, only the trail community yeah. do what we do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't, like, I, I don't, um, I wouldn't in the old days. I didn't go to work, and someone didn't come up behind me and say, "Yeah, well done, Phil. Good spreadsheeting." You know, congratulations. That's exactly <laughs> the word you use while we're <laughs> yeah, <out there>. okay. <laughs> Exactly well, the exact. It, it just yeah. doesn't happen, you know. No, you're dead right. <laughs> dead right. Yeah, it's great. Love it. Well, um, thanks for uh, uh, coming on the podcast. All right, thanks for having me. Really appreciate yeah. it. It's been great yeah, chat. Um, Thank well you very done. much. Well done on both of you um you both did a bloody awesome job um so and, uh, yeah, yeah to yourself dave well done really really <laughs> yeah. good i um, actually I felt a little bit silly dave after i found out who you were i was like oh, i listened to this guy's podcast i didn't even know what he looks like until you added me i was like oh good one nick well done <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? yeah. it's funny because um when i ran a 12 hour i ran a 12 hour timed ultra in adelaide last late last year and um the winner of the um the thing like holly ranson she won broke the australian record and all that she came on and um her crew that who, who was running with her for some some of the time 
apparently he was telling her about the podcast while they were running and I was there too and they didn't even know it was me. <laughs> so I sent her the message and I was back in Melbourne the next day and I sent her a message saying, oh, was that? he was telling me about your podcast when you were there. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that's absolutely brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> Same as how I felt afterwards. I was on the way back and I looked, I was like, oh, good one, Nick. Well played. <laughs> no, well, you're not to know because you don't really know what I look like. No, that's right. When you said, oh, Dave, and then I was like, oh. And then when you added me on Instagram, and I saw I was like, oh. <laughs> yep, there he is. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there was another guy there who go, who knew it was me. He heard my voice. He goes, oh, that's him. And he came up and introduced himself to me. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, well done, guys. I guess I'll see um, – hopefully I'll see you soon, but otherwise it sounds like I'll see you both at Shepparton. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. You'll see me at Coburg, hopefully. Yeah, I'll be there 100% yep. sure, Coburg, yeah. Yep. All right. Come down well, for a look. Thanks, guys. I really appreciate the chat tonight. It's been good. No worries. Hopefully yeah. your um, injuries get better soon too. Yeah, no doubt. It'll just be a bit more rest and recover. Yeah, awesome. Cool. All right. Have a good night, guys. You too. Yeah. Thanks, Dave. Thanks, Phil. Yeah, Thanks. See see you, guys. Bye. Yeah. If you've enjoyed this podcast, it would be awesome if you could share, comment, like, subscribe, all of that. If you've got any feedback, shoot me a message. Hope you have a great day. See ya.